get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four hour late Over fifth stop, I flush out Red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover This is getting colder And I ain't got time and I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people Look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network
Always thought that things would work out in the end, but friends are not friends and enemies are so close to me. I don't know who you supposed to be, so contemplate that before approaching me. Hey, fool, run that shit the fuck back, man.
my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line y'all can hear me loud and clear I would like to welcome you to another episode of the foundation here 
on High Frequency Radio Network. This is High Frequency, and we are the foundation. Or you could say, this is the foundation, and we are High Frequency. How about that? It sounds better. But we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So as always, here at the foundation, we educate ourselves in the ways of which is required and necessary to correctly apply that correct information. We got a great show for y'all tonight. Topic of the show is three reasons why they don't want you using trust. And of course, you know, we're talking about private trust. You know, I might even I might even give another, you know, a couple more than three. I just, you know, three is the magic number. So we're gonna get minimum of these three reasons, you know. Why why they don't want you using private trust, especially especially, excuse me state governments, you know, the states, they don't, they don't like private trust, man, they really don't, so we're going to get into that this evening, you know, got a great show lined up for you, but first I want to say all thanks, honors, and praises due to the creator, and our ancestors, you know, our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, you know, all the, the things, all the people in history that had to meet and at the very least you know the birds and bees took control and then you know another ancestor was born and down the line I think that is fascinating to me you know all the people that had to exist in order for me to be here right now it's a beautiful thing so we definitely say peace to the creator and the ancestors I want to start off as I always do saying big up shout out to my big brother I call him the uncle of the conscious community you know uh, if you want to you, whatever you know you don't like it no he's not my actual blood brother but he might as well be wow might as well be well we're tripping his name is the one known Yusuf L high frequency radio network creator you know Probably you wouldn't know so L if it wasn't for Yusuf L. I don't care what anyone says. You know? So shout out to that brother Yusuf L. SPCUniversity.com if you're looking to get your secure party, creditor status, dance, choreographed. He can give you that choreography, you know what I'm saying? That's that. Once again, SPCUniversity.com. Dot com. And I would also like to welcome you to check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. Sign up for the email list for the exclusive offers, content, and events. You know, we got these restrictions easing, so I'm going to get back into the field, start doing some seminars, you know, in-person presentations of the information. You can ask questions. You know, we should do this back in the day. It seems like now it's been probably two, three years, man. I took, I did it for three years, I think. 
And then I, I was like, I'm going to take a year off. And then that's when the panorama just went panorandum. So we're going to get back into that. You want to sign up for the email list to stay on top of those dates that will be coming through. Exclusive offers. We had a five-year anniversary of the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. That was actually last month in January. It's been five years that, you know, we've been doing this dance called the foundation. And we had a, a giveaway, you know, trustee training giveaway, you know, for the five-year anniversary. Anniversary, You know, it was a beautiful thing. You, you could only take advantage of that through the email list. So I invite you to sign up for the email list. You can also check out that PDF section. Free information, free PDFs. Just download them. You're going to put a password in. You, you know, you don't have to do anything. Just download these things and go and read them. Just read them. Don't just hoard information and, you know, not consume it. You know, read those read those old jokers. And then if you, you feel the need, you can check out the education section. We got the Foundation Trust Primer over 18 hand-picked documents in PDF format by yours truly if you're just jumping into this private dance you don't even know what way is up or down there's over 80 different types of trust there's statutory trust there's constructive trust there's resulting trust there's private trust there's contractual trust there's statutory trust there's remainder trust pour over trust generation um, skipping trusts there's a lot of different trusts you know I know you know people can be confused so you know, that Foundation Trust Primer is probably, if you just not familiar at all, that would be probably the first thing that I would recommend that you get your hands on is that Foundation Trust Primer. Like I said, over 18 documents handpicked by me. You know, I was like, hey, if I was to come into this information and instead of just going through all of it and reading everything and then separating, okay, this is public, okay, this is private, you know, I, I would rather that it be presented to me in this format. So that's what we did, you know. So that's the Foundation Trust Primer. We got the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Videos, presentations, PowerPoint, you know, visual, audio, Supreme Court citations, Black's Law Dictionary definitions. We got citations of authority from Corpus Juris Secundum, American Jurisprudence, these primary and secondary sources we break it down you know from 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 the jump part one what is the trust what type of trust is it where does it derive its authority we get it we get into it. we break it down you know part two we get into you know the use and structure of the trust part three little little more advanced Use and structure plus we get into some, you know, investments that only trusts and charities can take advantage of. So, you know, I would start with number one and go all the way to number three. That's the Foundation Trust Series. We also, also have the Foundation in collaboration with the brother Chris Air. We have Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2. Many listeners, many followers of the foundation are very interested 
and going private, you know, and only the private structures and the private know-how and comprehension of administering these structures, I'd say it's only a part of it because, you know, you got to understand and be able to properly administer the public side of things too. And you know, you know, there's identification, there's things that's needed. You know, many of us are familiar with minimum contacts, and I think you know the passport no social is, is a great resource. If that's your lane, if you, that's where you're interested in obtaining the passport with no social. Part one is how you get it. Part two is how to use it. That's how I broke it down. So you can find this, you know, Passport No Social Part 1, Part 2, Foundation Trust Primer, and the entire Foundation Trust series all at the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. You can also check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page if you're interested or, you know, you do that dance on social media. You can also book a consultation or if you just enjoy what we're doing here and want to support, you can make a donation all from the same spot. That's welcome to the foundation.com. I want to start off by saying, as I always do, peace to all the listeners. Shout out to the live callers in the caller queue, all live listeners on the internet, internet listeners, other live listeners, archive listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners. I'll be checking out the show, you know, however you do it. You know, every time, you know, someone tells me, hey, I found a foundation on this. I'm like, hey, I never heard of that. But congratulations. Because using stuff I'm not even I'm not even hip to, you know what I mean? But however you check out the show, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you. And, you know, just want to say peace to you. Also want to say peace to those of the trustees here at the foundation investing in their private education here in trustee training. Do want to say salute to y'all, proud of y'all. Y'all, you know, y'all doing y'all dance. As well, you know, I want to say peace to anyone who's invested in their private education otherwise outside of the foundation. This is not the only <clears throat> medium where you can find this information. I just would say personally, not to toot the foundation's horn, but you know, it's probably the most comprehensive implementation of the educational process. That's you know, I'm biased though. So, you know, if you are investing in your private education outside of the foundation, peace. Peace. I also want to say peace to anyone that we've done business with in the private, anyone who sent an email or well wishes or current event. You know, just just anyone who just said, hey, man, appreciate what you're doing. I want to say peace to you or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. You know, that's that's it. So we got three reasons why they don't want you using trust, but you know the dance. We're going to jump into these current events. Yeah, I said Finna. So what? I said it. <clears throat> so let's do that. Let's jump this. Let's jump this. You know what I'm saying? Jump the shark. <laughs> what we got here? Warriors. They shut me down, but I found a way around. Warriors.com by way of MSN. Update. Biggest news going right now. Ukraine. Russia. You may have a view on it. You may have opinion. You may not care. It doesn't matter. What what I'm watching for is stuff like this. Ukraine computers hit by data wiping software as fears of full-scale Russian invasion rise. 
This is today out of London. London, a newly discovered piece of destructive software found circulating in Ukraine has hit hundreds of computers, according to researchers at the cybersecurity firm ESET, part of what Ukrainian officials said was an intensifying wave of hacks aimed at the country. In a series of statements posted on, excuse me, wow, Byron, in a series of statements posted to Twitter, the company said that the data wiping program had been, quote, installed on hundreds of machines in the country, and, quote, an attack, it said, had likely been in the works for the past couple of months. The cybersecurity firm Symantec which is also looking into the attacks, told Reuters that infections had spread widely, quote, we see activity across Ukraine and Latvia. The core, who is a Symantec spokesperson, later added Lithuania, who was responsible for the wipe software is unclear, although suspicion immediately fell on Russia which has repeatedly been accused of launching data-scrambling hacks against Ukraine and other countries. Of course, Russia has denied these allegations. Why is this important to me? You're going to see a lot more of this. I've said this. I said this years ago, you know, that, you know, as we see these countries essentially begin to have economic issues, as we see people in the population have economic issues all over, you know, you're going to see escalations in wars. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, foot soldiers and bombs wars. You know, we're already dealing with the currency wars. We've been dealing, we've been in currency wars with China specifically for years. Specifically. You should look into that if that, you know, sparks your interest. There's also sanction wars, <clears throat> financial wars. That's with sanctions. The U.S. SWIFT system is one of the main ways that that is done. And then you have cybersecurity wars. And, you know, there's different levels of wars, and this thing is escalating. But, you know, it's not just going to be individual private actors who are looking to hack or inject malware into systems and computers. You're also going to see actual sovereign governments doing this more and more and more or more specifically you're going to see more and more evidence of sovereign governments taking part in this cyber war that is happening moving forward via Reuters Yahoo Finance Global Markets equities tumble and US dollar rises as Russia Ukraine fears escalate Investors around the world lost their appetite for risk today, with stocks selling off and the U.S. dollar gaining some ground as Ukraine declared a state of emergency amid intensifying fears of a full-scale Russian invasion. Trading in many asset classes has been volatile since Russian President Vladimir Putin dispatched troops earlier this week into parts of Ukraine. This triggered sanctions from Western countries and threats of more if Moscow further advances. Oil futures, which were whipsawed during the day, settled well below their session highs, and U.S. Treasury yields, while staying above Tuesday's close, were also volatile. So you got this thing. It's affecting the stock market very distinctly. 
It really is. And it's it's something, it may seem like it's a whole world away because, I mean, technically it is. You know, Russia is very far from America, but it has global implications. And, you know, we're just seeing the beginnings of that with with the prices of oil and the stock markets. I'm I'm watching this very closely. CNBC stock futures are little changed after the Dow sinks to its lowest level of the year amid the Ukraine crisis. Now, is it possible that there may be some false narratives or scapegoat narratives for what I would say is a stock market crash that's pretty much been happening for the majority of the last six months or so, you know, and I'm not a stock market whiz. I'm not an analyst, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm fairly intelligent and able to look at this stuff. U.S. stock futures were a little changed today after Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at its lowest level in the year amid escalating tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Investors continue to assess the potential outcome of the situation in Ukraine and what it could mean for markets as the country warned its citizens in Russia to leave. Meanwhile, the United States said it will impose additional sanctions against Russia and the UK, said it's ready to do the same. Why does that matter? I'm going to get to that. CNBC Dow closes at its lowest level of 2022. S&P 500 drops further into correction territory. So, you know, there's there's a stock market crash and there's stock market corrections. Corrections, I, you know, I think it's 15%, 10 or 15%. If if um, an entire market, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, drops 15%, or is it 10%? I could be wrong, man. Y'all look this up because, you know, I could be crazy over here just talking crazy, just saying stuff, just writing stuff in the notebook and just saying it. But, you know, there's a, there's a percentage that, you know, when this when that market hits that percentage, that lower percentage threshold, it's called a correction. When it hits 30%, I believe, 30% is a crash. Wednesday's decline pushed the NASDAQ closer to bear market territory as it sits more than 18% from its November closing record. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure a correction is 15%. Stocks are going to struggle to find direction until financial markets have a clear answer on whether the Russia-Ukraine crisis will have diplomatic, have a, excuse me, diplomatic solution or regional warfare. End quote. This is Edward Moya, senior market analyst with Oanda. Stocks moved broadly lower with reopening. Plays like airlines and cruise lines in red, as well as some technology names. <sighs> what does it matter? Well, New York Post, here's how much in U.S. inflation would rise if Russia invaded Ukraine. U.S. inflation already stuck at a 40-year high of 740 7.5% could spike to 10% or higher if Russia invades Ukraine, according to a new analysis. That's because oil prices could rise well over $100 a barrel if Russia 
who is a major oil producer, its global supply lines interrupted either by sanctions or by conflict. Pain at the pump could cripple consumers and ripple across the entire U.S. economy, according to the analysis, sending prices sharply higher on everything from gas to groceries. The study, which was done by consulting firm RSM and reported by CNN, found that a crisis in Eastern Europe would trigger the fastest rate of U.S. inflation since October 1981. Oil prices alone could rise to $110 a barrel or beyond. From the current level of just above $90, quote, we're talking about a real short-term shock, end quote. This is Joe Brusellus, chief economist at RMS, who told CNN, quote, heating the home and putting gasoline in the car will become more expensive in the immediate aftermath of a Russian invasion, end quote. He said of a possible incursion. It's already incursion happening right now. You should look up what the word incursion means. You got invasion, you got incursion. Russia is the world's second largest exporter of both oil and natural gas. And you have to understand, gasoline prices affect all prices. If if gasoline is more expensive, the cost to ship the goods is going to increase, which means the cost of the goods itself or themselves are going to increase. It's... um, it's a horrible thing until, you know, we get this whole electric revolution going on. It's uh, it's complicated. CNN Business, IRS now lets taxpayers opt out of face facial recognition after backlash. Somebody sent me this article. They sent me it a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get to it. Uh, it was the article saying that the IRS was going to re- require facial recognition. Well, I saw this. I didn't think it was going to last. And it didn't. And the Internal Revenue Service will continue using controversial facial recognition software for the rest of the current tax filing season to verify taxpayers' ident- identities before they can log on to this website. But after facing a backlash, the agency is now offering an alternative to the IRS announced Monday that people who want to avoid turning over their biometric data as part of the login process can now talk to a human via video chat instead to prove they are who they say they are. The move comes two weeks after the IRS said it would halt a plan that would have required a new verification process involving facial recognition technology for logging into its website starting this summer. That change followed pressure from privacy and digital rights activists and lawmakers. The original plan would have required those who wanted to access certain IRS online services to first submit a picture of a photo ID and then take a video selfie with a smartphone or computer so facial recognition software could compare your face to your driver's license. This one-time procedure would have been necessary in order to request an online tax transcript, for example, or view information about tax payments. The verification process is offered via partnership between the IRS and a third-party company called ID.me, which already works with a number of U.S. federal agencies and more than half of all states' employment agencies. It had previously been optional for taxpayers who already had an IRS username and password, but those were set to stop working this summer. In the statement on Monday, the IRS said taxpayers can still use ID.me's automatic 
verification process for now, but that, quote, no biometric data, including facial recognition, will be required if taxpayers choose to authenticate their identity through a virtual interview. See how they try to do that? They try to start getting people's biometrics and attaching them to social security numbers? Woo-hoo! Man, that wasn't going to fly. That wasn't going to fly, man. Not yet, anyways. I don't, you know. Not yet. Not not yet. What we got? Microsoft News. What is Jacksonville ABC? Headline reads, we're not dead meat in here. Nursing home resident says Social Security payments stretch thin due to what? Inflation. We got this trend going on. And it's not just affecting, you know, one segment of the population. It's affecting everybody. Now, whether it is having a negative effect on you and your household, is really going to depend on, you know, your your economic position and situation. Some people can just eat the increased costs, and it's not a big deal. Others, you know, you have to forego an item because this item costs more. From gas pump to the grocery store, prices for everyday items are skyrocketing as inflation causes costs for seemingly everything to rise. The rise in prices is, is especially painful for some Jacksonville's most vulnerable citizens, those who rely on Social Security. Recently, a woman who lives in a nursing home and says her Social Security payments simply don't go far enough reached out. Quote, we're totally being ignored, end quote. This is Linda Poor. For the last 14 years, Poor has lived in a long-term care nursing facility. She has a nerve disease that robbed her of her of her ability to walk. Currently, she lives in a rehab and nursing center. Quote, the politicians in Tallahassee have ignored us for the past seven years. They don't care anything about us. Nothing. End quote. The vast majority of poor Social Security check goes towards her care at the home. She is left with just $130 a month to cover her phone bill and buy items like drinks or toiletries that aren't provided by the facility. She also pays a woman from her church to shop for her. Poor says that she likes living in the home and that her complaint is with politicians who she says aren't doing enough to help seniors. And this is where we're going to we're going to see this a lot more. You know, I wouldn't I I I tell all my clients that it's not very intelligent in my opinion to depend on social security or to to depend on a retirement especially if it's a 401k or IRA and it's tied up in the stock market um most most 401k's you contribute it contribute to the retirement fund with pre-tax dollars that means there's no taxes taken out when, of your check or your contribution to your 401k. But the problem is, is that it's going to be taxed on withdrawals and you don't know what the taxes are going to be in the future. I can guarantee you they're not going to be what they are today. Second, secondarily, a retirement that's tied up in the stock market is going to be subject to corrections and crashes such as what's happening right now your retirement 
is going to be subject to the whims of geopolitics just because the stock market does not like negative geopolitics. This is something definitely think about. I always, always suggest alternative methods for saving for retirement. And I'm not saying necessarily to replace your 401k, but at least to augment it or add on. Maybe I'll do a show one day getting deeper into that subject. But Fox Business, White House says Americans should expect higher energy prices amid Russia-Ukraine tensions. The White House says Americans should expect energy prices to be higher as a result of Russian President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and sanctions levied against Moscow. Ask whether Americans should expect higher gasoline prices, White House Press Secretary Janet Psaki said, yeah, energies, energy prices, exactly, end quote. Quote, that's what we want the American public to be aware is a possibility, end quote, she added. Quote, there are actions that energy-consuming nations can take with their strategic reserves. There are actions energy producers can take in terms of their spare capacity. I'm not going to give you a timeline, but the collective power of those actions and all the other tools and authorities at our disposal will be effective in bringing down the price of gas and the price of oil. Yeah, okay. Okay. You believe it? I don't. How much is this gas at the pump? I got gas today. It was not, it was not a luxurious experience. Fox Business, again, $100 oil prices impacts consumers less than it used to. Oh, really? So I'm not supposed to worry about it? Huh, that's interesting. During an interview, Adam Johnson of Advisor Investments said that $100 oil impacts consumers less than it used to due to increased fuel efficiency in cars. <laughs> You get better gas mileage, so don't worry about how much the gas costs. <laughs> My bad. Fox Business average mortgage loan size holds near record despite 4% rates, mortgage rates, that is. Mortgage rates continue to climb, putting a damper on interest in mortgage applications. Demand for applications dropped 13.1% from a week ago. According to a weekly survey from the Mortgage Bankers Association, quote, mortgage applications dropped to the lowest level since December 2019. As mortgage rates continue to inch higher, this is Joel Kahn, MBA's associate vice president of economic and industry forecasting, quote, the 30-year fixed rate is at 4.06%, almost a full percentage point higher than a year ago. And I think that's very interesting because the Fed hasn't raised any interest rates. But mortgage interest rates are increasing. Reuters.com, more than half of Britons are feeling the cost of living pinch. So it's not just here in America. So more than half of Britons are finding it harder to meet their monthly household budget than it was a year ago. The highest share in almost 10 years as inflation mounts. The survey showed 50, 52% of people in Britain were feeling the pinch more sharply than in February of last year, up 8 percentage points since January. 
and almost double the level of March 2020 at the start of the panorama. 51% of respondents thought the economy was doing worse than it was a year ago. So, you know, they share they share it across the pond. It's, you know, it's, it's just it's just America and Britain. It's not it's not old. Reuters.com, Japan's consumer prices rise in January. But don't worry, it's it's at a slower pace. Japan's core consumer prices rose for a fifth straight month in January. But it's at a slower pace than in the previous month. Boosting the likelihood the country's central bank will lag behind other countries in raising interest rates. Consumer inflation is expected to pick up in the coming months due to surging energy prices, while last year's mobile phone fee cuts are also set to fall out of calculations. It will no longer be a drag on prices. The core consumer price index, or CPI, which excludes volatile fresh food prices but includes fuel costs, increased two-tenths of a percent in January from a year earlier, government data showed. Quote, consumer inflation will pick up for the next month onward on higher food prices and energy prices. This is Taro Saito, executive research fellow at NLI Research Institute, who went on to say it may jump to more than 1.5% in one go in April once the impact of mobile phone fee cuts comes to an end, end quote. They got, them, they got some fee cuts going on over here. But this is a global phenomenon that we're dealing with. Fox Business. It was difficult to find, you know, uh, relevant current events because every, everything was talking about Russia. But small businesses still struggling financially, the Fed survey finds. Small businesses continue to struggle, and many are facing greater challenges with managing supply chain challenges and hiring enough workers. This is according to a survey released yesterday by the Federal Reserve. While some small businesses have seen their revenues increase, the recovery has been uneven with smaller firms and those owned by racial minorities seeing fewer gains. The report showed, quote, my small businesses have not recovered to pre-panorama levels with the effects of the panorama hitting disproportionately hard among firms in the leisure, hospitality sector, smaller firms and firms owned by people of color, end quote. Fed researchers said, In a statement, the survey, which was conducted between September and November of 2021, found that 63% of firms still had revenues below pre-panorama levels, and 43% of businesses had lower employment. The Fed polled nearly 11,000 small employers across the country that have less than 500 workers. I think think my company got one of these things, and I, man, if you ain't paying me to fill it out, I ain't filling it out. You ain't getting just free stuff from me. Straight up. Will you fill out our survey? No, I won't. I'm not going to fill it out. Fox Business rising mortgage rates, skyrocketing rents, pushing more homeowners to move. A record number of homebuyers across the United States are looking to relocate, a trend that's likely to increase in 2022 as mortgage rates climb and rent prices skyrocket. Redfin reported yesterday that 32.4% of its users we're looking to move to a different metro area in January, outpacing the previous record of 31.5% reported in the first quarter of 2021. It's also significantly higher than pre-panorama levels when only a quarter of home buyers were looking to relocate. Throughout the panorama, an increasing number of home buyers started relocating due to remote work policies 
and low mortgage rates, according to the technology-powered real estate agency. The combination of these factors gave home buyers more buying power and flexibility, allowing them to, quote, relocate to more affordable regions with more indoor and outdoor space, end quote. But now with mortgage rates and rent prices on the rise, Redfin Chief Economist Daryl Fairweather projected that an increasing share of home, home buyers will look to move in 2022 as well. Quote, with mortgage rates going up and rent skyrocketing, moving somewhere more affordable is one of the only ways for Americans to stay within their housing budget. Even workers who are unable to work from home should feel confident about finding a job in a new location with a tight labor market, end quote. In January, Miami was once again the most popular destination of all U.S. metros to relocate. The area was also the most popular spot for home buyers in the second half of 2021, according to Redfin. People going to Miami, they're going to Austin, Texas, they're going to Dallas, Fort Worth. It's crazy, and there's a housing shortage. You can't buy houses, and First-time home buyers are having a hard time getting their hands on the house. I wonder why. Oh, CNN Business investors are buying up a record share of U.S. homes. Home prices in the United States increased at the fastest rate on record in 2021. That's drawn in a flood of investors looking to cash in on the boom. Investors bought 18.4% of homes sold across the country during the last three months of the year. This is according to Redfin. That's an all-time high on records dating back to 2000. The brokers track purchases from private equity firms, foreign investors, trusts, mom-and-pop investors, and iBuyers, or companies that use algorithms to spot deals and quickly flip homes. Behind the rush is the demand for homes has jumped since the panorama hit as Americans amassed savings and sought, about, sought out properties better suited to working from home. Meanwhile, lock. Bottom borrowing costs made mortgages more affordable. At the same time, there has been serious constraints on supply. Inventory of homes have dropped to record low levels in December. This is according to a recent report from the National Association of Realtors. That's caused prices to skyrocket. Home prices rose 18.8% in 2021, according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller U.S. National Home Price Index, which posted Tuesday. This dynamic is catnip for investors who have been hunting for more creative ways to generate returns. They shelled out $49.9 billion for homes just in the fourth quarter alone. This is up from $35 billion from a year earlier. The shortage of housing is what's driving the affordability crisis. So because two-thirds of investors pay with cash, they have a competitive advantage over other buyers, investors are not the cause of the affordability issue, but since they are flush with cash, they are more likely to win a home over a regular home buyer, creating a frustrating experience for those that keep losing offers. Single-family homes accounted for about three in four investor purchases last quarter. Lower-priced homes, which can create more opportunities for investors to turn a profit, were the most popular. And this is what you're going to see. We're going to see more and more issues with not just affordability, but we're going to see more and more issues with availability. And the crazy thing is, is these investors and they're large, there's a lot of large firms, they're large firms. They're, they're purchasing all the single family homes, you know, part of that world 
what is it, the Economic Initiative of the World Economic Forum is the you will own nothing and be happy. Well, it's getting to the point where, you you know, the average person here in America is priced out of buying a home. And I don't know about you, but, you know, if I don't own anything, it doesn't make me happy unless it's controlled through trust. And in another unfortunate headline, and, you know, this will be the last one, and then we'll just, we'll, we'll get into the show. But, you know, we're coming down off of that boom, that that economic boom of shopping. Case in point, Warriors.com, eBay forecasts bleak quarter as online shopping frenzy wanes. eBay Incorporated said today that it forecasts a bleak first quarter results as the e-commerce platform tackles waning online demand, stiff competition, and global supply chain disruptions, sending the company's shares down nearly 9%. E-commerce companies raked in large profits as online shopping boom last year during the panorama, but pokes being rolled out could spell trouble as people return to brick-and-mortar style shopping. Biggest rival in online retail giant Amazon.com has also forecast disappointing first quarter sales estimates. eBay, which is already grappling with decline, declining active users, is, expects a further hit as ramping up investments put pressure on its margins. Quote, the second quarter should mark the low point for margins during the year as we lap difficult comps and ramp up our pace of investment. End quote. This is Chief Finance Chief Stephen Priest said in a post-earnings conference call. So, you know, this, this uh, you know, it's not looking good. You got prices. Prices are out of the out of this world. Crazy, crazy prices. Then you have the lack of inventory from homes to consumer goods. You know, you got investors buying up the homes. Mortgage rates are rates are increasing. There's there's such a frenzy in the the housing market that people are offering. Thirty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars above asking price, and still not getting their offer accepted. Still, you got increased gas prices coming. Some would say they're here. I say they're here. You got crazy inflation in food. You got people that are living off of Social Security right now that are struggling to make ends meet today. So, you know, I say this not to freak anyone out, but to give you information that I feel is necessary in order to get ahead of it, you know, prepare for it. I don't really like that. You want to prepare for what? No, get ahead of it. Prepare to not deal with it. Let's do that. Why not? But that's it for current events, y'all. This, uh, you know what I'm saying? Let's do this dance. The foundation Three reasons why they don't want you using trust. Now, I want to qualify the word trust as it is used by me, Soto here at the foundation. 
So when I say trust, I'm specifically referencing a private trust. You know, this is this is a trust. And I'm sure y'all know this, but you know, there's new people. Hello, new person. There's 80 different types of trust, you know. And the biggest difference that I want to expound upon is public and private. You have trust that older existence to public legislation, like state statutes or legislation that authorize these types of trusts. Then you have trusts that do not owe their existence to legislation that are actually private and they are created by way of the private unlimited right to contract. So when I say trust, I'm essentially talking about a private contract. It's just, it's a contract. It's in the form of a trust, but it's a contract. It's a contract. Contract makes the law, you know. The the world runs on contracts. The most powerful thing in the world, I would say, in the commercial world, is a contract. Even private, you know, in the private world. Contracts are powerful. So that would be the first reason that I want you to use trust. Number one, contracts are powerful. Very powerful. Now, is a statutory entity powerful? No, it has no power against its creator. That being the state government. So any statutory trust, this is what, you know, known as a inter vivos trust or a living trust. You probably heard living trust before. These trusts owe their existence to legislation. They're authorized to exist according to state statutory legislation. So that type of trust isn't powerful. A statutory trust is not powerful. Contractual trust is very powerful. It's absolutely powerful. According to Crocker versus McCloy, it's Crocker versus McCloy. I'll give you the whole citation. 649 U.S. SUP 39 at 270. 649 U.S. SUP 39 at 270. Crocker versus McCloy. A trust organization. Consisting of a U.S. constitutional right of contract cannot be abridged. The agreement, when executed, becomes a federal entity. A constitutionally protected organization and not under the laws passed by any of the several legislatures. Several legislatures. Several meaning more than three. They're talking about the 50 commercial states. That's what they're talking about. They cannot be abridged. They cannot be shortened. They can't, they, the courts can't take anything away. 
They can't interpret the trust. They have no power over the trust. Contracts are powerful. They don't want you to know this. That's the first reason. Contracts are powerful. Period. There's contracts that you sign. You don't even know you're signing contracts. Oh, sign this form. Form? Form of what? This this form of contract. It's a form of a contract. Contracts are powerful. Number two. Y'all want number two? It's going to be more than three. I'm just going to let me let you know. It's going to be more than three. Number two. Of the three reasons why they don't want you using trust. Number two. This right here. This is in American jurisprudence. So it's it's uh, 13. The, the 13th volume of American jurisprudence is the business trust volume. The 76th volume is just trust. So there's trust and then there's business trust. Just so y'all know, there's, there's, you know, if you're ever in the law library, there's two books, there's two separate uh, American jurisprudence books that discuss trust. The same thing with the corpus juris secundum. Trust and business trust are, are two different things. But essentially how we utilize them in the private, they're based on the same thing, and that's contracts. So American Jurisprudence 2D, page 378, paragraph 5. <clears throat> One of the objectives of business trusts is to obtain for the associates most of the advantages of corporations without the authority of any legislative act. Without the authority of any legislative act and with the freedom from the restrictions and regulations generally imposed by law upon corporations. Number two. What is number two? Number two is why they don't want you using trust? Because they operate free of the restrictions and regulations of state governments. I'm going to tell you this. A private trust does not file a state tax return. It's only a federal. It's a 1041. That's it. There's no state and federal return. Nope. Only corporations and individuals need to do that. And Corporate charities, private charities, no. A public trust, an inter vivos trust, a living trust, yep, state return. Why? Because it is a statutory entity. An inter vivos trust, a living trust, is an a entity authorized and created by the state statutes.
A corporation is authorized, created, and regulated by state statutes. An LLC is authorized and created by state statutes. And by that very fact, these types of structures, corporations, public statutory trusts, limited liability companies, partnerships, associations, all of these statutory entities are not free from the restrictions and regulations of the state. Only the private trust is. Number two, why they don't want you using trust? Because trust are free from the restrictions and regulations of state statutes. It's free. Free of the restrictions and regulations of state statutes. What does that mean? Uh, Well, off top, you know, if you are properly administering the private contractual entity in your fiduciary capacity as trustee, This private contractual entity is going to operate in any state and not owe any state income taxes. Now, I'm not an attorney, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not giving you legal advice, trading advice, relationship advice, no advice. I'm letting you know what I understand and what I know and what I've garnered and learned through my own experience as a trustee. Now, the state may send letters and notices saying, hey, we we don't have your return on file and so on and so forth. Well, trustee training is where you learn how to enforce the contract. But ultimately, they don't want you using trust because they're free from the restrictions and regulations of the state. Period. There's no state return that must be filed. Not at all. That's if, you know, you're operating properly. You know, if if you're operating in the fiduciary capacity of trustee for the benefit of the trust under contract. Now, are there ways that the state can pierce the trust and gain control over it? Absolutely. Co-mingling, self-dealing. Not acting for the benefit of the trust and the trustees. I mean, for the benefit of the trust and the beneficiaries, but acting... In a manner 
that benefits you personally more than it benefits the trust? Unauthorized transactions, not having complete notes and minutes of the meetings of the board of trustees. There are a lot of ways where you can invite and almost require state governance and regulation of your private contract. You and amazingly, it's quite easily done by many people. They'll start off with a private entity and then start creating minimum contacts with the public but then still expecting those private rights to blanket that private entity the private contractual trust that now has minimum contacts with the public I see it all the time seeing it all the time matter of fact you're nine times out of ten Especially with a business trust, you're going to create minimum contacts in the very least with the public by opening a bank account in the name of the trust. That's a minimum contact. And what does that mean? Ultimately, it means that the relationship between the trust and the bank, that relationship, that business relationship between the trust and the bank is now the business of the state because the bank has a state charter to be a bank and is governed by the state. And of course, it falls under federal regulations as far as being a bank, but let that state pull that charter. Federal regulations don't mean anything. So creating minimum contacts, is, it's, it's something that you need to be aware of. You also need to be aware of what it means and you must at least need to be aware or anticipate the implications. It's very important. But I'm going to read it again. One of the objectives of business trusts is to obtain for the associates most of the advantages of corporations without the authority of any legislative act and with the freedom from the restrictions and regulations generally imposed by law upon corporations. This is, this is why this is one of the main reasons they don't want you using trust. That's what that don't exist. Ain't, ain't no such thing as a look. They either don't know or they do know. And they're trying to either recontract or, play dumb, you know, and, and, and see if they can get you in a compromising position as trustee. Because in the public, what's it about? It's all about claims. It's all about claims. So you have cl- claims to rights, claims to property. Commercial claims, claims to debt, claims of payments, it's all about claims. So you want the trust itself to be governed by the contract, not by any state statutes. And in order to do that, you got to properly know what you're doing as a trustee. You know, I, I suggest you get into the trustee training here at the foundation. 
you know, shoot me an email, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. But I highly suggest that you something that you do. If you know, hey, if if what we're talking about is floating your boat, you know what I mean? What we got? We, we did number one, we did number two, right? We, we did number two, that was number two. I told you I'm probably going to give you more than three. My man and my word. Same source, American Jurisprudence 13, it's the Business Trust 1, 2D, on page 405, paragraph 35, quote, it has been held that public policy is not offended by permitting a business trust to be carried on by trustees who limit their liability to the trust estate, nor under the prevailing due um, the prevailing view, excuse me, do statutes authorizing limited liability partnerships and corporations by implication prohibit the creation of other types of organizations such as business trusts enjoying similar immunity by virtue of common law. So, just because a state can can grant let's say in this instance a limited liability company to limit its members and investors liability to only the company and the company assets it does not prohibit by implication the creation of other types of organizations such as business trusts to enjoy the same exact benefits that statutes authorize for a limited liability company. But they enjoy those benefits by way of the contract. Not, it does not rely on any state statute to grant limited liability. That, that can, that's in the contract itself. Straight. And just because there's a similar entity that the states authorize to be utilized does not mean that you cannot create a private entity. So what's number three? Number three is states having public entities does not prohibit the creation of private entities. They can't say, oh, you got, we got LLCs and corporations, pick one. You can't use the trust. Nope. Not going to happen. Just because they have statutory entities does not prohibit the use of private entities. The, so what is number three? The existence of public entities does not prohibit the existence of private entities. I'm going to say it again. Number three, the existence of public entities does not prohibit the existence of private entities. Something great you can look up. It's called the Hague Convention on Trust. It's from like the 80s or something. It's kind of old. 
And you can read through the head convention on trust. And if you read it and you understand what you're reading, you'll see that not only do they know what they're talking about, but they're also leaving room in these international laws for the superseding laws of contract. See, contract law supersedes statutory law. Statutory law is inferior to contract law. So, just understand, just because there's LLCs and corporations doesn't mean that's all that's offered. Just because you walk into a McDonald's and all they got is a McRib and a McFish doesn't mean that those are the only items of food that you can obtain. You will have to have the knowledge of alternatives and the wisdom to navigate, to journey to them and apply those alternatives. And what I'm basically talking about is is, is private trust. All right, so look, fourth reason, I even though I said three, Edwards versus the commissioner. And y'all see, I, I like to quote the Supreme Court. I don't like to really say it too much because I think they say it perfectly. Edwards versus the commissioner, and this is the IRS commissioner. It's a 1969 court case. I'll give you the citation, 415, F is in Frank, 2D, 578-5A2. I know I said it fast, so I'm going to say it again. 415, F as in Frank, 2D, as in day, no, I'm just playing, 578-5A2. Where the court said, dignity of a contract cannot be set aside because a tax benefit results either by design or accident. Dignity of a contract cannot be set aside because a tax benefit results either by design or accident. They can't set aside your private, the, the state, any of the state, any actor of the state cannot set aside the trust that you administer because it allows avoidance of state taxes. It can't be set aside. Oh, well, it avoids state tax. There's a tax benefit. So so this isn't, nope. Contract makes the law. So a tax benefit by design or accident. The trust indenture can say, hey, sole purposes of this trust is to hold assets, The property for the benefit of the beneficiaries and to avoid taxes. It doesn't make it illegal. It doesn't make it any, any type of wrong. And if you have the, the wherewithal and the experience or the instruction on how to legally avoid taxes, it cannot be your contract cannot be set aside. And then here I'm going to do the last one because I'm wrapping up. We got about 
three minutes left in the broadcast. This one is Silver Thorn Lumber Company versus United States. Silver Thorn. Silver Thorn with the E at the end. T-H-O-R-N-E Lumber Company versus the United States. Citation is 1251 U.S. 385. 1251 U.S. 385. The court said the trustees of a private trust have all the power necessary to carry out their which they assume, and their books and records are not subject to review or subpoena. Did you know that? You know that private trust minutes, books, contracts, it's not subject to subpoena, to, not subject to subpoena, they can't be subpoenaed, it's private. It can't be demanded a review of the of the indenture no i will give you a certified notarial copy of the relevant sections of the indenture with regards to this specific situation allegation or inquiry but as a trustee i'm contractually bound to not disclose i'm under non-disclosure i can't i can't disclose unless i have specific permission from the board of trustees which i do not at this time But trustees, books and records are not subject to review or subpoena. It's private. And the public cannot tread on the private without some sort of minimum contact. And when you're dealing with a private contractual trust, the state has no minimum contact unless it is created through the administration of the trust. And even in those situations, that that state authority only falls in the realm of what the contract encompasses. So, for example, the trust has a bank account with Chase. Well, the state can only... party or pursue an action against the trust on behalf of the bank so if the trust owes the bank money or you know something of that nature there was a there was a note that wasn't repaid the state can definitely pick up charges against the trust and you know depending on the outcome you know it's it's a possibility that the state could win but the only reason why that it would exist is because the trust has a contractual relationship with the state chartered bank. You want to call in? You might want to call in now. 563-999-3625. We're about to get cut off in 15 seconds. Oops, 10 seconds. Better, better hit them digits. Better pop them pinkies. Too late. So think about it. Think about it. What are we, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the the three reasons. Actually, I think I gave y'all four or five, right? 
but we'll keep it with that. The three reasons why they don't want you using trust. Of course, there's many more. There's so many benefits. I mean, in my administration of my private estate over the years, I have come to recognize and observe so many benefits to being a private trustee. So many benefits. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The main benefit, in my opinion, is the titling and holding of private personal assets or private family assets in a private contractual entity that is not governed by state legislation. For example, let's say you have a a asset trust, which is one of the trusts that is part of the education of the trustee training. For example, a an asset trust most of the time does not have an EIN. An asset trust most of the time does not have a bank account. Why? Because you don't need an EIN or bank account associated with the trust in order to title vehicles or property or assets. As long as they're unencumbered, there's no loans, no mortgages or anything like that. There's no there's no need for a social security number. There's no need for a trust EIN. You go into the Department of Motor Vehicles, the title of vehicle in the name of the trust, they don't ask you for your social, man. They don't. They don't even ask for the trust EIN. They just want the trust name. And if you have you know, you were thinking ahead or if you're in the trustee training, you brought some sort of trust abstract or a trust short form with you to evidence the existence of the private trust in the public because we don't disclose the entire indenture in the public because it's private. So they just really need to see the name of the trust and they're going to want to know if it's revocable or irrevocable. I'm telling you this right now. If you want to title a vehicle, they're going to want to know if the trust is revocable or irrevocable. The reason is because, especially with a vehicle, in most states, they're not going to put it just in the trust name. They need another name to associate with it. So if it's a revocable trust, which is something that we don't deal with here at the foundation, if it's a revocable trust, the grantor has the power to revoke. So they want the grantor's name on that, on the title. So they're going to put the name of the trust and then the name of the trustee on the title. So if it's a if it's an inter vivos trust, one of them living trusts that owes its existence to legislation, they're going to ask for the grant. They need the grantor on the title. But if it's irrevocable, an irrevocable trust, then they put the trustee's name on there. And the people sitting at the computer don't understand why. Please let me tell you. They're looking at procedures that tell them how to do their job, not why they're doing their job the way they're doing it, just how. And I can tell she doesn't understand the reason why. She's going through the steps. She's going through the process. She's going through her standard operating procedure. But that procedure does not rest on actual, actionable knowledge and wisdom. 
So is it irrevocable or is it revocable? It's irrevocable. Okay, it says here I need to get the name of the trustee. Are you the trustee? Why would they not put the grantor's name there if it's irrevocable? Well, in irrevocable trust, the grantor has no power. The grantor is not responsible. And they know that. Well, they don't know that. The people who put together that standard operating procedure and the policies and steps on how to do the job, they know that. They know the difference between irrevocable and revocable. They just don't want you to know that. And if you work at the DMV, tell me I'm lying. Tell me that they brought you in the back of the room and gave you a little course on the trusts and the difference between statutory trusts and non-statutory trusts and the difference between irrevocable trusts and irrevocable trusts. They didn't do that. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. I've titled enough vehicles in their trust name to know that these people do not know why they're doing what they're doing. They're just being told what to do by Whatever's on that computer screen. Same with bankers when you're at the bank. And they're looking at the screen and stuff. They're looking at uh, instructions. They have internal sites that give them instructions on how to do certain certain things. They can pull up the website. They can pull up uh, eBay.com if they want. They go on Facebook back there. You can't see. You can't see what they're looking at. But they're going through procedures step by step. And they don't know why, but today, you know why. You know the three, well, four reasons why they don't want you using trust. Man, I just dropped everything, blah, blah. Pick it up. And, you know, that's 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 what I, that's what I give you. That's, uh, you know, I, I trust that it was, uh, it was a luxurious experience. Checking out the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. You know, I just, um, I find it really important for me, you know, to help people, you know, to be, to be of service. It's, it's important to me, you know, um, and not help people until I can get what I want and then I'm out. I mean, that's, that's disingenuous. I mean, really just helping people you know, I, I I just really want to help people. And I know one of our biggest issues in our lives, most of our lives, is economics. And understanding private trust law, understanding private trust administration helps your economics, man. I know it, it may be difficult to fathom or impossible to picture it in your mind. Like, man, okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put put this paperwork off on my printer and go get it notarized and then suddenly I'm using a private structure. Yeah, man, it's pretty simple. I mean of course you have to have the proper terms powers and instructions I guess authorizations within the contract indenture itself is very important but yeah it's exactly what's going on it's exactly what happens 
And I also know what it's like to have my economics tore up. And I know what it's like to not have my economics tore up. And I will tell you that I've had a much more luxurious experience with my economics not tore up. And one of the main things that allowed my economics not be tore up is this private information. The other one is, you know, I'm, I don't give up. I'm not a quitter. I, I keep going. I, you know, uh, the word no is motivating to me because, you know, that just makes me want to work harder to go here. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of to my core. I'm, you know, I am a creator. You know, uh, whether it's art or music or situations or friendships or structures or curriculums, I'm a creator. And it's important to me to create systems, infrastructure, situations and any other medium that can help serve my people and assist them in one of the biggest issues that we have economics so with that being said I definitely want to say I appreciate you checking out the show I trust that you learned something with three reasons why they don't want you using trust. I, I I trust that what you heard has maybe sparked some interest for you to go do your own research. I also invite you to check out welcometothefoundation.com. We got a lot of information in the PDF section. And if you want to specifically get familiar with the type of trust and entity that we use here and educate upon at the foundation, you want to, you know, check out welcome to the foundation.com. Go to the education section and get your hands on the trust primer and the foundation trust series, part one, part two, part three, or you can go to welcome to the foundation.com and book a consultation straight from the website. Or you can email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Maybe you have questions. You know, maybe you don't just want to jump into an educational program and, you know, just kind of blind. Makes sense. Maybe you, you have a specific situation with your company or the company you want to start or the company you've had or whatever it is, and you want to know where to begin and what you should do, and you want to speak to someone who not only is done – Possibly something very similar to what you're attempting, but you know who I'm serious. I I just want to help you. I want to help. You know, I, I lived a lifetime for myself. You know, and it was very unfulfilling. And you know, some of the most fulfilling experiences in my life is when I was serving others. You know, helping other people out. It was very exciting for me to break out of poverty. And, and break this poverty lifestyle is very exciting, but it was only I only did it once. And in order to experience that excitement and that 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 feeling, I have to share it with other people. You know, I have to I have to you know watch you get excited. 
it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, Admiral, that welcome to the foundation.com, you know, uh, book a consultation, just say what's up. And make sure you check out welcome to the foundation.com at the very least. Sign up for the email list for the exclusive offers and content. I'm not going to take any numbers, numbers, not going to take any callers. I apologize. I haven't been on every week. I got family things going on. I'm just going to be honest. My my youngest had driver's ed. It, it, it was an even, even driver's ed class and it conflicted with the show. So just to keep it real, I ain't going to, you know, Try to razzle dazzle. I had to do my daddy dance, but you know I'm back. We out here. You know the foundation back in effect, and of course here on High Frequency Radio Network. So I definitely want to say I appreciate y'all checking out the show. I believe in you. If if you need any assistance, even if you just need someone to motivate you and tell you that you can do it and believe in you, I got your back. But a consultation, you're interested in trustee training, you want to set up your business, you want to set up your business credit, you want to talk about personal credit, you want to um, know what is necessary to properly classify your business on the state and the federal level. You know, you a lot of these things, all these things, you know, I can help you with. I definitely can help you with. And as I said, you heard me say, I, I really enjoy helping people. So admin at welcome to the foundation.com. I want you to do three things. I want you to believe that you can do whatever you want to do. You can that you can achieve your dreams. Whether it's the, the dream that you still hold on to, even though you don't believe that you can achieve it, or that dream that you let go of because you just lost faith. I want you to grab that, pull it out of the back of your mind or the bottom of your mind or the side, wherever it is, pull it out. And I want you to believe in it again. And I want you to believe in it for real. And then the second thing I want you to do is to begin to work at that dream. Begin to work. Probably don't even know how. You probably can't, you probably don't even know what to do, but just begin, just start. Most people don't even start out of fear. Fear of failing, fear of someone seeing you fail, fear of fear. Most people don't even start. So you gotta I want you to grab that and believe in it again. I want you to begin to work towards it. And the third thing I want you to do is I want you to become what you believed you could. And I want you to hit me up and tell me tell me about it. Because that's beautiful. And that's what we're here for here at the foundation. You know, moving forward, building, adding on, growing, expansion. It is our divine right. So with that being said, I want to say I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I do this show for you. I do it for you and your family. Me and my family, we're good. I do this for you and your family. And if you and your family are you're good, cool. Man, congratulations, but it could be better. And you know, if you're looking to have me so ill assist you in that better, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Check out welcome to the foundation.com. If the very least Sign up for the email list. You will not be disappointed. 
But I want to thank you for checking out the show. I appreciate you. I appreciate y'all. I love all y'all. I'm serious. You be like, well, I don't even know you. Don't even know me, so. But I love you. I don't care. You over there being negative and stuff. I'm over here being positive. I love you. Don't be questioning my love. You hear me? Don't question my love. I'm playing. I'm, I'm not joking though. But yeah, appreciate y'all checking out the show. I trust that y'all will have a great week, a wonderful week, the most luxurious week you've ever had in your life, in your entire life. It's coming to you. This week, I said it. But yeah, y'all, y'all enjoy yourself as all we say. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say ten things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night. It is important. And I will catch y'all next week, same time, same place, the hottest radio network on the planet. That's high frequency radio network. I am your host, So L of the Foundation. It has been my pleasure. Peace to the gods. We're going to sing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.